0: Fantasy football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback back to fence tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Welcome, ladies and
1: gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and I'm joined by my lovely, lovely, lovely co host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, my man?
0: Not much. You know, I've mostly just spent the last uh, three days wondering how uh, Kenny Darter feels about uh, Jared Cook. Oh, man. Travis Kelsey. Dwayne Allen and Niles Paul all outscoring his boy Jimmy.
1: It, it was it was a good week for yeah. for tight ends. That's for and, sure.
0: And Darter, if you're out there, how it <laughs> felt for for Peyton to get outscored by Drew Stanton, Austin Davis, and Kirk Cousins all in the same week. Boom. Boom. Double Love boom. But,
1: Although to be fair, the 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 quarterbacks there, I think Cousins was probably the only one that people
0: started. Uh, I do have to I have to give. Uh, a, a ma- major credit to Josh Moore the head guy at 444.com he started Austin Davis in a uh league that we have with writers there at draft at draft day and uh that was that was, that was a fantastic call but you're right cousins is the only legit streamer of those yeah
1: overall it was a weird week last week i i did pretty terrible in daily uh as many did just because of that green bay and uh detroit game um And, but it was awesome because I then went to the Sunday night football game here in Charlotte and I got to watch some Steeler football, man. Nice. Some real Steeler football. That was amazing. I'm surprised that I didn't have a voice uh, yesterday and on Monday. So I'm glad that it's, it's kind of back, mostly back for uh, the podcast.
0: Were you just screaming Antonio Brown's name for like,
1: yeah, for, for, for three hours plus some afterwards. (laughs) I was, I was just screaming his name and just yelling at the top of my lungs about how he was five foot 11 and, and dominating that, that Panther secondary. Yeah.
0: I mean, I just, I feel like even, even like the, like big wide receiver militant types of which I'm I'm probably one, we're all, we're all kind of like bowing our heads now. I mean, like we've, we've been, we've been (laughs) defeated by Antonio Brown. Yeah. He's the
1: only, he's, you know, like my, my Homerism aside, he was the only guy that I, that early on like that that i was really legitimately getting behind so not only is it fun for me to see from a from a fantasy side or from a from a football fan side but also from the the fantasy side it was just it was just crazy like we went into that game with with zero expectations of winning as a fan and my goodness we just destroyed them
0: hey man look at this what you get when todd haley's calling the shots that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) you get all you do is win that's where that song. That's the that, that song comes from Todd Haley. Todd Haley. I
1: think that they made it for uh, for Todd Haley. It's all about him.
0: Right. It's a it's a biographical piece, really.
1: He he wakes up. It's his ringtone. <laughs> yes. He wakes up to it, to it in the morning. Right. All he I wants, do is win.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, he's. It's probably on it's probably on Thomas Jones you know phone as well which you know is has Thomas Jones been signed by the Steelers yet or is uh, that he,
1: he, he's he it's actually uh he's been playing in Le'Veon Bell's uniform all year <laughs> well, he's, he's, not, he is he is rostered
0: That's not true cuz I never saw Thomas Jones move like Bell is I mean Bell that's a good ha, point. Bell has become probably my favorite running back to watch honestly yeah, that guy's, that's pretty
1: crazy he lost some weight and he's just super shifty now Just looks ridiculous Yeah um, so yeah, that was fun. The the Steeler game and, and being able to to be there and witness that and I was certainly not sober. Uh but <laughs> week three picks. Uh last week we had uh your defenses were Cleveland, which Shat the Bed, the Cleveland yes. defense. I, I was all that 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 sucked for me too. I was all over all over Cleveland as like a high floor defense last week. And we mentioned that on the podcast as well, and they just they did not perform.
0: Yeah, I had them in a lot of um, in a, in a lot of cash games in daily and Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think they scored 3 points. That's just that, that's that's one of the more shocking things that's happened so far this season to me.
1: Yeah. Um and then uh New Orleans defense, they were average, correct?
0: Yeah, um 9 9 points, you know, they're in the middle of the pack, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then the Colts defense, which dominated Jacksonville, and I'm only assuming that we're going to hear more about that Jacksonville offense on this podcast today. Hmm, perhaps. Yes, but the Colts Colts D were they the top scorer of the week? I think.
0: Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They. they yeah. I, that was just. Well, we'll talk about it later, but the, yeah, the the Colts were a, a nice kind of no brainer type type play.
1: Right. Um, from a quarterback perspective, you know the number one guy I I pimped was was Ryan Tannehill, which was looking okay in the first half, and then it wasn't in the second half. Um, so you know he was thirteen, he had thirteen points, um, which brings the the streaming platoon up to about a QB twelve or thirteen so far this year, mostly because of Carson Palmer's week one performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know outside of of Tannehill, still uh, I talked about Gino, who was. Who was serviceable? Oh, by the way, uh, Tom Everett Scott, um, right. messaged me, and he said that he won his his game, even though we said to start Gino Smith over Alex Smith.
0: Uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, but Gino, I mean, I know in the league that I started Gino, and he scored sixteen.
1: Yeah, no, he was fine. He was he was definitely a, a solid streamer, especially if you were in a minus one interception league instead of minus two points.
0: Yeah, um, I just I think that he's a guy who is probably not going this this season at least not going to be you know a great real football play but i just i'm i love his fantasy prospects most weeks
1: yeah i mean cutler's kind of been the same way just on a bigger mm-hmm. uh, you know a, a larger scale and a bigger level uh mostly probably because of his his weapons but cutler cutler's not playing that well he's not he's, he hasn't been that great but he's a QB4 right now and uh-huh. he's been he's been super consistent as well so um you know Gino's kind of on in that same Uh, it's the same idea with Gino. Um, and then two other guys that I had on here were Kirk cousins who obviously blew up, which I I wish I was, I was more confident in cousins last week. That was, that was definitely my biggest mistake was just not buying into him against Philly in a high scoring game and all of that. Just because Philly, Philly played Indianapolis well enough the week before that it scared me off a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, me, me too. And, and, um, I think that you know cousins is gonna is going to be erratic. I think that anyone who uh hasn't pegged as like an automatic q b one start every week type guy might be you know in for a bit of surprise here and there
1: yeah I, I totally agree with you um and i you know I don't have him as a recommendation this week anymore because he's owned in like forty nine percent of ESPN.com dot com leagues now, wow. so like he's he's now off the list last week was your chance um and then the last one was ryan fitzpatrick who Came out with a really solid game in the first, kind of the first game that Houston played, where they had to throw the ball a little bit more, where yeah, they weren't but, just relying on the running game, which was really good to see that that despite you know not not an incredible game from Fitzpatrick, he was still able to put together 19 fantasy points.
0: Yeah, I mean it was a, it was a Konami game.
1: Hmm. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, and then at tight end, as you mentioned, uh, with with the Jimmy Graham Kenny Darter reference at the beginning. <laughs> our boy Jared Cook with a 70 for 75 outing and a drop touchdown mm. and and a shoving of Austin Davis.
0: Oh, God. that you know like I I uh, I'm I'm a I'm the biggest Cook apologist out there but that was just that was just horrendous. I mean, you know I don't know how his teammates didn't didn't just go ballistic on him. I know that I know they kind of held him back, but wow.
1: I I got I got a uh, 10 extra points in that in my SQB league, my shoving quarterback league this past week.
0: That's such a yeah, I mean that's such a rare league. You're such a hipster.
1: I know, I know, but he he'd certainly helped out with that. But no, <laughs> it was it was a solid performance especially in PPR leagues. I played him on DraftKings and he more than, you know, returned his value. Yep, me too. Um and then Niles Paul had 6 for 68, which was, you know, certainly a, a very Niles Paul game. Speaking of which, we need to get him on Living the Stream.
0: Yeah, see, I mean, come on, I mean, how hard, how hard has this got to be? I mean, we have a we have a good listenership, uh, you know. Yeah, come
1: on. Yeah, hashtag get hashtag get Niles Paul on living the stream.
0: We listen. We talk about Niles Paul more than anyone out, outside of a Washington football uh, chat room or whatever. Yeah, and, and,
1: and the Paul family household. Uh,
0: maybe I don't. We we might That's talk about true. him more than they do.
1: That's probably a good point. We, we we definitely do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I think about him more. I mean <laughs> to be honest.
1: Uh, and then uh, our boy Travis Kelsey finally got in the end zone. He is beasting right now. Jeez, yeah. He's he's he, it's incredible. He's still, you know, like top three uh from a net expected points perspective mm-hmm. in the NFL right now. Uh or top five in the NFL, top three among tight ends. Uh he's just he's just killing it.
0: All he needs is the opportunity and, yeah. and he's getting a little bit more of it each week.
1: Yeah, uh, and then Larry Donnell had a Donnell had a, a 6 for 65. So, actually, the tight end streamers last week were effing awesome.
0: Yes, yeah, they, I mean, especially PPR-wise, and especially on a very down week mm-hmm. for, uh, for tight ends. I, I think uh, I saw a stat, I retweeted a stat that said that uh, none of the top 40 scorers on FanDuel last week were tight ends.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of the way the week went and that's, you know, it was good for for tight end streamers in general. Really really worked out. Unfortunately, this week Jar- or J- Jimmy Graham is going up against Dallas who basically mm. like uh, it's just it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. For, for it, the Dallas defense and for people. Like like there's no way you can't use Jimmy Graham in daily this week.
0: Right. I mean, this is this is pretty much Darter's dream, I think. Yeah,
1: right. Right. Except good thing Peyton Manning's on the bye.
0: Yeah, I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal with with that. I, I I'm I'm sure our uh, our mentions will be in flames uh, by the by the second quarter of that Dallas game.
1: A lot of burning mentions, <laughs> just on fire. All right, uh, let's get into this week. Week four already. Quarter, kind of quarter of the fantasy season after this week is over. Mm. Crazy. All right, wow. give us some defenses.
0: All right. Well. I just I think that at this point it's just overthinking it if we if we don't go with the team playing against Jacksonville um, and although uh, the I don't I believe the Chargers still have not recorded a an interception and that might be a little concerning but they're playing at home they're heavy heavy I think thirteen point favorite uh, against Jacksonville who you know obviously will be starting. They're- Blake Bortles.
1: They're they're thirteen point favorites in a fairly low over under game of forty four and a half. Not it's not super low, but like yeah. like considering that that heavy of favorites is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I was looking at 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 uh, point uh, point projections from Vegas uh, this morning because you know what else do you do with coffee over <laughs> coffee? But um, and uh, with
1: it. It's like your pal.
0: Right, right. <laughs> hey, point projections. How's it going? Hey, you have a good you have a good night. <laughs> Um. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that Vegas has them projected. Uh, the Jags projected for 16 points, which is the lowest yeah. of the week, which is yeah. just frighteningly low. So, uh, anyway, if you can get the Chargers, or if you got them off waivers, good job, play them. Just plug them in. Don't think about it. Just do it. Um. Uh. The uh, streaming scores that I assign to defenses, uh, and it, you can find them on fakefootball.com if you'd like to check it out. Um. Point to. Uh, a few, a few surprises. Uh, actually, uh, uh, well, this is one non-surprise: uh, the Lions, who yeah. have been playing incredible defense, as we saw last week.
1: Second best defense according to number fire metrics so far.
0: Yeah, and and also it's not just their rush defense. Rush defense, which we knew would be good and and has been uh, suffocating really right. uh, through three games. It's it's also their their pass defense. Number fire ranks that pass defense high too, right?
1: Yeah, seventh in the league right now.
0: Yeah. So you know, we're not we're not talking about a team that can you know can be had through the air. Um uh, and especially you know, look, as much as I tout Gino, he is a gift from the fantasy gods with yeah. streaming defenses. He just makes boneheaded mistakes, as we saw uh against Chicago. I mean, you know, I mean those jump throws from 30 yards out. I mean, you know, that's those are going to go for picks eventually. Those should right. gone for picks.
1: Right. And 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 already we're seeing that Decker, you have no idea if he's going to play this week and if he doesn't play, that's just more reason that Detroit's favorable.
0: Man, yeah. It, you know, and and I know we talk about wanting our streaming defenses to be playing at home, but in this case, I'm fine. I'm fine with it that they're that they're playing in New York. I'm fine. Just, just, go. You know, Detroit. I wouldn't honestly. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't argue against playing Detroit over San Diego uh, this week if that's if that's what you feel. I wouldn't argue against it. Um, and then, you know, uh, as long as we're talking about uh, um, targeting uh, rookies, as as we are with Blake Bortles in um, uh, uh, in Jacksonville playing in, in San Diego this week, uh, Teddy Bridgewater starting uh, for the Vikings. Uh, Bridgewater. I thought looked really good um, in his uh, time last week after Matt Castle went down, uh, but you know he's playing a, a, a Falcon secondary that coming into week three was was not very good at all, and then they terrorized uh, right. Josh McCown and the um, and the and the Bucks offense. Uh, so you know that's that's I think that that the Falcons are definitely have a, a low floor in that game, but I think that they also have high ceiling. Uh, so I would put them well below um, the Lions and the, uh, the the Lions and the Chargers for this week.
1: That's that's an interesting pick with the the Falcons. It's actually a very good segue as well to to quarterback streamers this
0: week. Oh, you don't happen to have as as I see him on Twitter, Bridgewater's. Uh, Tedith.
1: Tedeth Bridgewater, <laughs> the fourth. <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a really really tough quarterback streaming week, uh, as it was last week. Uh, but it's it's even more so this week just because of the bye weeks and such, and it's probably going to be that way for a little while. But um, you know, once we get more data, again I say this every week, but you know, in a couple, I, I feel like maybe around week six is when you're starting questionable passers, but you don't feel as bad about it because you do have more data. For instance, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you know, right now we don't really know what's going to happen. Last week, as you said, he was fine. He was he was good last week. He had a. a Basically a zero NEP, uh, net expected point score. So he was basically a replacement level quarterback, um, which is fine. That's Considering he didn't practice all week, considering he's a rookie, going into a very, very hostile environment, I think that he played decent. Um, the, the, thing with, the thing with Atlanta, and this is where the, the data point that I just made kind of comes into play... Is kinda as you noted, Denny, you know, last week they looked amazing at home against Tampa Bay. Week week one they looked decent against New Orleans in the secondary. They obviously Atlanta's rush defense is their biggest problem right now. They're just getting destroyed on the ground. Um, but you know, in the secondary last year was one of the worst that we've ever recorded at number fire. Um, but the the thing, you know, with week one, you know, they were playing at home against Breeze, who was on the road and Breeze is not the same kind of quarterback on the road as he, as he is at home, regardless of the fact that, you know, it was in a dome. And then week two, um, you know, we didn't see crazy good numbers from Andy Dalton because that game got away from them. And and they just, you know, the, the Bengals have a very, very legitimate running game that was able to just destroy the Falcons in week two. So I don't, you know, obviously the, the, uh, Vikings don't have Adrian Peterson so their running game isn't super strong Matt As- Asiata is not a, a phenomenal running back or, or running back talent but you know he's he's serviceable enough that they're gonna have be able to have some sort of running game against you know a pretty bad rush defense the worst in the league probably um and so with Bridgewater you know he's a lot of upside um the the game has a decent over under at, at 47 and Atlanta's only favored by 3 points mm-hmm. um and i think that's pretty big um and then obviously the, the the big factor with Teddy Bridgewater is the konami code uh you know he's going to be able to hopefully escape the pocket a couple times and get you two or three extra points with his legs so if he throws one touchdown pass Teddy Bridgewater given bye weeks and given who's not available at the quarterback position this week like a Russell Wilson and a Peyton Manning Teddy Bridgewater just with one touchdown pass could be a low end QB1 high end QB2 pretty easily. So I think that's why that's probably the main reason why I'm I'm looking at him as the number 1 streamer this week aside from the fact that his competition streaming wise at quarterback is pretty slim.
0: I I think yeah, no I think you have a great point there with the uh, Konami part which just just for the uninitiated that's the the kind of cheat code that we get when we find a, a quarterback who uh can give us three or four or five points per week on the ground um and uh you know the number fire has has a lot of uh konami uh material on it so yeah, it's from our
1: buddy rich rebar out.
0: right, but I think that uh bridgewater and Bortles' uh, fantasy success will hinge i think in large part on their willingness uh to to get out of the pocket and go and run uh Bortles had thirty some yards rushing uh in one half a play last week. Um yeah, uh, I think that I think that if they do that, um and you know, rookies fleeing the pocket, um it, you know, is is not exactly a, a new thing. It wouldn't be mm-hmm. earth shattering. So I you know, that that's the appeal for those two guys for me, really. Uh part part of the appeal anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I mean it, it again, it's a, a pretty tough week as you'll see with these the next two guys that I'm gonna talk about. Um and, and again, I'm not talking about Kirk Cousins because he's now he's now owned in like 50% of fantasy leagues, so he's not really a streamer. Uh, but but Bridgewater, I think, has enough upside to um, get you a little bit a little excited. And I think his floor is still decent. I think all he needs is one touchdown pass, which I think is possible. He's decent weapons in Jennings and Patterson. Obviously, Rudolph being out uh, hurts. But um, you know, I'm 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 definitely on the uh, the Bridgewater hype train this week. Um, the next guy is one that kind of burned us all last week. Uh, and it's Ryan Tannehill. And it's tough to say this because there's already talk in, in Miami coming out of Miami. I don't know how real this is about them benching him and stuff. It's, it's, It's kind of been weird. Like, it's just, you know, I, I did studies on, uh, how early, uh, career success uh, how that can predict a quarterback's future. I've done a couple articles and studies on this, and Ryan Tannehill was one that was always on the fringe, more so, you know, with a negative outlook than a positive one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think it's it's kind of ridiculous to to see to you know he hasn't been good this year. Sure, he, he's he's not been strong, not just from a fantasy perspective, but from a real football perspective as well. Right. Um, but you know, this week the matchup is not bad against Oakland. Um, I know that people are going to look at how many points uh, Oakland has given up to, to opposing quarterbacks, and you know they're they're going to maybe be turned off by Tannehill a little bit this week, which is fair. But they also played um, the the Jets, so Gino in Week One, as we know, and Gino uh, Gino was fine. He just had some some bonehead mistakes as he does every week, um, and then they played Fitzpatrick in Week Two. Mm-hmm. And Fitzpatrick, that was the game where they just ran Arian Foster like crazy because tennis or the Texans got up early, um, and then they played the the Patriots in Week Three. And I'm sorry, but but New England's offense is really not good. It's not a good offense, and I think that's that's the one piece is is last week that people are going to say well, maybe we shouldn't play a quarterback against Oakland because they stopped Tom Brady. But that offense has been really really bad this year. In fact, they're they're the 30th ranked offense according to number fire metrics so far.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good point and I think that uh people are coming around to that just from what an yeah. on on Twitter and stuff. People are coming around to the fact that you know shutting down the New England offense doesn't mean that you just stop the juggernaut. Right. You know.
1: My 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 genuine fear with Miami here is we need Miami's defense to not play bad or to to play bad uh, that is uh because right. Miami could end up just running like like crazy, calling seventy five percent running plays against Oakland because Oakland that, Oakland can't stop the run to save their lives.
0: I think that that's the fear. I you know for for me that's the fear with Tannehill every week is that yeah. the 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 hope and the plan is that he doesn't have to do much, right? You know, and and but uh, but yeah, I mean um, i I think that there's a I think that there's a, a pretty decent chance that um, you know the, the Raiders. Make it a game. Keep it a game. I mean, what they can't win outright. I mean, I, right. I, I would take them even money right now.
1: Right, and that that, that game has a pretty low over under, but Miami's favored by four. That's the one in London, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I'm not really excited, like I said, about any of these streamers this week. But I think, I think Tannehill, he's he's been, you know, if if nothing else, he's been very consistent this year with the amount of fantasy points. He's, he's putting up 12 or 13 points every single week. So, um, you know. That that basically it, all that is is that he needs one more touchdown to mm. be, and this is what I mentioned last week. All he needs is just one more touchdown pass at the goal line, and he becomes a QB one for the for for the week. Um, right. So I'm I'm not against playing Ryan Tannehill this week. The last one I I can't even believe I'm talking about this on Living the Stream right now. Do it. Um, but I'm going to talk about Eli Manning. Yes,
0: I was so, I'm so glad you met. <laughs> it's, it's such a
1: desperation stream, um, which is a pretty sweet phrase, desperation stream.
0: <laughs> That's, that should be our, that should be like our sideshow. <laughs> yeah. Living stream and desperation stream. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, the last two weeks, Eli has 15.6 and 17.3 fantasy points.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Washington has stopped the run a lot better than they've stopped the pass. They let up 26.2 points uh, to Nick Foles last week. Obviously, that's a, Nick Foles is, is a much better fantasy quarterback than Eli Manning. Um, the, the big turnoff for me in this game, I think that I would actually have Eli ranked ahead of Tannehill if this game wasn't a Thursday night game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's the turnoff
1: yeah. for me is the historic – I mean, this is this is proven with data. Quarterbacks do not – and you know this, Denny. Quarterbacks yeah. do not perform nearly as well on Thursday night as they do on, uh, in other games, whereas running backs get a couple-point boost on average uh, in terms of fantasy points scored. And obviously, you know, a couple points doesn't seem like a lot, but that's averaged among all quarterbacks. So like we saw with Josh McCown last week, Thursday night can be brutal for
0: quarterbacks yeah yeah i i just want to point out about eli uh since week one when he looked like a total disaster and we all made fun of him and we did too i mean we we i think we talked five minutes about how bad he was on that podcast that week but since then uh he's completed 72 percent of his passes uh he's thrown for uh, over 500 yards in two games uh you know i i just i really think that you know that that hurry up um attack that the giants used for a lot of week two and three uh is really beneficial to him and i i see the washington secondary as uh one to really target uh, for streaming purposes for the rest of the year with angelo hall out i mean even with hall that secondary was uh not great okay without him i think that they are among the worst in the league so Yes, it's Thursday night and that stinks. But I'm saying I said this on Twitter today. I I am I'm starting Eli Manning in two leagues this week.
1: Nice, I love it. I, he I just looked it up and he's actually increased his passing NEP by four points over the last two weeks, which isn't uh, you know f- an insane amount. Like that's that's still not very good, but he's still turned the ball over, so that that decreases a player's NEP by a heck of a lot whenever you turn the ball over. Um, and basically, the way that he's improved is similar to you know like how a Ben Roethlisberger has played it's actually similar to how a Jay Cutler has played to be honest Jay Cutler hasn't been very good like I said earlier in the podcast but um you know I think that it, there's there's some hope you know there's gonna we all knew there was going to be some growing pains in this Ben McAdoo offense uh because they showed it in the preseason but maybe maybe just maybe they turn the corner and things are, are looking up and like you said the defense is one that you want to target uh the like you know the big downside is the fact that it's Thursday night. Um, so, you know, I usually don't like playing guys on th- or quarterbacks on, in Thursday night games. Um, but I think, you know, if you're hurting, if if Teddy's not available, I'm okay with, with Eli over Tannehill if you really want to go that route. If you were burned by Tannehill last week, I get it. Um, so those three, uh, Teddy as my number one, and then Tannehill as my, my 2A, I guess, and then Eli as my 2B this week.
0: I I have Eli I I have Eli a little higher than that but but um but higher yeah.
1: as it do you have him do you have him ahead of Teddy
0: I do wow look at you yeah, is, so
1: Eli I, is Eli like your number 1 streamer this week
0: um well I thought that I I kind of considered Cousins a streamer still yeah um, right but,
1: I I kind of took that off I I would play Cousins probably over all of them just because of the safety
0: yeah, me too. But, you know, hey, besides him, I just I really I really do think that that, that Washington secondary is going to be is going to bring a lot of joy to a lot of streamers over the next, well, 10 12 weeks whatever we have.
1: Right, right. So are you so if you go are you going on the, the Rob Silver show this week?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So if you guys haven't haven't seen this, we've been Denny and I are alternating weeks on on the Rob Silver show on the Fantasy Sports Network basically just giving streaming options and, and such and talking streamers. Um, so are you your quarterback streamer? Is it going to be Eli?
0: It is going to be Eli. Oh God. Yes. It's
1: okay. I, I screwed us up last week because I said Tannehill instead of cousins.
0: Well, look, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm just going all in, you know, I don't, I don't want to eat around the bush here. And um, I, I, Don't look at just don't watch the game, guys. If you if you play Eli, just you know go you know listen to classical music in a dark room by yourself for a while and think about um, you know the uh, meaningless meaninglessness or whatever that word is of life, and uh, and don't watch Eli.
1: It's pretty it's pretty crazy to me though, um, and this is kind of not this is just quarterback streaming in general. I don't think I've seen a season. A fantasy season quite like this from a quarterback perspective yet Mm -hmm. and what i mean by there has not been really any humongous blow-up games in multiple weeks by a quarterback andrew luck is maybe the only guy who is really separating himself right now and he's played pretty bad defenses so like it's just it's crazy to me like even if you're screwing up these streaming options like even if you played Ryan Tannehill last week and he only got you 13 points it didn't even close to come or come close to killing you
0: Mm -hmm. no Uh. I
1: I don't think I've ever seen something quite like that because the elite passers you know Manning's been consistent I get it but he hasn't been like he was a you know like paying up a first round a a first round pick for him hasn't really worked out for people yet
0: yeah that's weird yeah Um. Yeah. imagine (laughs) that no, uh, I mean,
1: and I, that's not that's not me trying to toot my own horn or or, or to to brag, you know, pat each other on the back. Uh, that's just most like I'm even surprised by that.
0: Yeah, I I am too. I I thought that like that can I thought he would just destroy Kansas City for one. Right. Uh, but we're not counting the coming fifty point outing from Drew Brees against Dallas. So
1: yeah, that is true. Drew Brees about to just go, go absolutely nuts against Dallas this week. Luckily, luckily, it's uh it's away right.
0: Uh yes yeah, it is. Yeah, yes it is.
1: Uh-huh. yeah so that's that's at least a positive
0: so we have that going for us <laughs>
1: yeah oh man all right, well, right let's get into tight ends you want to give us one tight end recommendation I other than let's say other than our buddy Niles Paul
0: yes yes I Niles I know you're listening so you j you know you're still my boy I'm still starting you in a couple leagues so uh, dude coach, I'm just
1: it's amazing he's just straight plug and play option right now
0: I mean yeah I mean he gets you know I think he's. He's averaging like seven targets, seven and a half targets a game. That's that's it's so a lot.
1: Fun. He's he's so fun.
0: Yeah, no, it is. It's fun to just start him uh, right now. Um, owned but...
1: owned in just eleven point eight percent of ESPN dot com leagues. Wow. So we I... can. So yeah, Niles Paul is our number one streamer. Go ahead, Denny.
0: Oh, what are people doing? Um, <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, I'm shocked. Uh, okay. <laughs> are you crying? I. <laughs> That hurts me personally, <laughs> jeez uh, all right well, uh you may have heard uh this name on this podcast before. uh Travis Kelsey is someone who i i we we both said last week, uh we're not even close to giving up on him um because all he needs is a chance, all he needs is is opportunity, and he got that last week um uh he ran. Uh, well, he ran 22 pass routes, which is you know that's that's not fantastic. We would like 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 our tight ends to run uh, more than 25 pass routes consistently per game, but he was in for 47 snaps, which is a huge increase over his week one usage and um, and a, and a small increase over his week two usage. So I think that you know it's just taking a while, but he's becoming a more uh, vital part of. Uh, that that offense, which really doesn't have anyone to throw to, especially in the red zone, I think that that's where he'll continue to thrive. Um, he's gotten red zone targets. He he converted one last week for for a touchdown against Miami. Um, uh, the the Patriots are not a particularly good option. It's not like you know. It's not like I'm saying stream Kelsey because he gets to pick on this defense that's really um, vulnerable to tight ends. They're they're not, uh, but uh i i just i think that uh with you know four five six targets um he'll be worth uh worth worth your time worth your effort to pick him up uh he's he's out on a lot of waiver wires i don't know if you have yeah, that
1: yeah i just i just looked he he's owned an 18.6% of espn.com yeah. leagues and before before our listeners start yelling at our podcast right now i know that these numbers are pretty bad usually uh but even if you add 10 to 20% that's still not a lot
0: yeah, right. I mean, we're talking I, I know I know that, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you might be in like a super serious league where Kelsey went in like the fourth round or something. Yeah,
1: and you're yeah,
0: exactly. And that person is finished. But uh <laughs> the um it's just, you know, uh he's he's a guy that if he's out there, uh I I'm I still I have him ranked as a top ten option this week. So he's my he's my tight end streamer.
1: Yeah, and he's a right now he's a tight end twelve in fantasy. Um, what's been great again about tight end streaming this year is that there have been a few guys, Larry Donnell, Niles Paul, Travis Kelsey, who are getting pretty consistent volume. Um in Kelsey's instance, it's less volume and more so efficiency. Um and they're 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 not only they're they're becoming just straight plug and play options. And meanwhile, you know, there are enough tight ends around, like guys like a Delaney Walker and Martellus Bennett, who have performed Well above expectation already to the point where now streamers like us are in really good shape because these guys are getting these this consistent volume so we can just throw Niles Paul in there and send them some mail and tell them how much we love them. (laughs) Exactly. Send them Um, some edible arrangements and stuff.
0: Oh, they're so good. Um, The 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 Patriots, uh, by the way, are they're giving up four and a half uh, receptions to tight ends over the first three games. So. You know, although they are the fourth uh, best team against the position, uh, I I still am, am pretty confident about Kelsey this week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so because uh, Jimmy Graham is uh, going to go off this week, I figured that I would talk about his brother Garrett. Garrett Graham. Yeah, his brother, right. Right. They look a lot alike and, and such.
0: Right. Um,
1: garrett graham garrett graham is so bizarre because he looks like a dad but he's he's a gym rat bro
0: yeah no oh you mean his right 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 his headshot is yeah. total dad stuff like
1: it's dad had, stuff
0: yeah like he has it's garrett graham's
1: dad stuff
0: well it's his haircut i mean he has a he has a dad haircut he has a he, ha, he has a de-gaff haircut yeah like like he clearly just does not give a fudge about you know his uh about what his hair looks like but but no but he's like built like a monster so
1: right he's a, he's a freak um so he he played so basically the way that that Houston has played the first the first two weeks of the season like i mentioned with Fitzpatrick uh earlier in the podcast um is they they were they were ahead in their first two games so they didn't they just relied on Aaron Foster's legs and last week obviously game script didn't go in their favor as much so they were forced to throw the ball a bit um, and Garrett Graham caught five passes, um, when the game was, you know, a, a more pass heavy one for Houston. Um, so this week, you know, the, the Texans are three point favorites, uh, against Buffalo. Um, the bills are kind of a middle of the road team against defending tight ends. Um, but they're, they're allowing an average of seven receptions, uh, to the position in each game this year, or, or, you know, I think it was like nine, five and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so Graham's in a pretty tight end friendly offense. We all know this. Uh, entering the season, he was a, a very popular uh especially in MFL tens. He's one of my he's one of my most owned players, actually. Um but you know, he's in a very favorable offense uh for tight ends. And, you know, if he gets if he continues to get looks like he did last week, because he started the season off hurt, uh if he continues to get some looks like he did last week, uh that that should be good news for him. And and I think this week, you know, given that they're, you know, if you don't have a guy like Niles Paul or Travis Kelsey or Larry Donnell, I would look Garrett Graham's way because I don't think he's really on a ton of radars right now um, in your fantasy league just because of how deep the tight end position has been. Uh, so I'm I'm cool with, with rolling him out this week. Right.
0: Yeah. I like him a lot.
1: Sweet. So that wraps up the streamers. We got Garrett Graham and Travis Kelsey, Eli Manning, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater, and then the Chargers, Lions, and if you really want to be yeah. fun this week, you play the Falcons.
0: So fun. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Well, let's get to some Twitter questions. Time for me to read handles incorrectly. <laughs>
0: that's, what, that's what this uh, segment is this called. This segment's called. JJ reads handles incorrectly.
1: Oh, man. Here we go. Oh, by the way, so the very first guy that asked the question, I think I said last, I, I, I called him last time sort as well. But it's sorta swell. So what? What was? And that... there's no there's no space. How am I supposed to know that it's not? as two words and not and not three.
0: I mean, I feel like that handle was made just to trip you up.
1: Yeah, right. That that handle was made for this segment. Hmm. Uh so sort sorta of swell says <laughs> for for living the stream. One week plug for Dalton's bye week. Teddy two gloves or Bortles combat.
0: That's a really good tweet. Um, I actually, you know, okay, the thing with Bortles this week is that he's playing the Chargers, and the Chargers hate fantasy football. Mike McCoy was sent here from the past to destroy fantasy football. So, you know, the Jags are going to run like 24 plays in this game. So, yeah, Bridgewater.
1: Yeah, I'm Bridgewater, which is why I recommended him. Um, This is from our buddy Leo Kaliski. He says, "Flex Cooks or Kelvin Benjamin? I'll I'll say I would definitely go Cooks. I'm afraid of Kelvin Benjamin with Jimmy Smith in Baltimore."
0: Yeah, I I would go Cooks just because of the the likelihood of that game being just crazy, right? A high high scoring and uh, maybe I'm wrong, but why do I feel more comfortable with Derek Anderson throwing to Kelvin Benjamin?
1: Yeah, it's crazy, right?
0: Is that wrong with me?
1: Yeah, no, I mean like I mean like the Tampa Bay secondary was so bad.
0: Am I allowed to say that? I th- I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but someone
1: uh, someone's gonna tweet at you.
0: Listen, all I'm saying is that when Anderson came in for Cam Newton at the end of that blowout, not the end, the fourth quarter, the beginning of the fourth, I think. Right,
1: right. It was pretty early because they didn't want Cam to get killed.
0: You know, I secretly was like, I like this a lot for Calvin Benjamin, who I really need to score a touchdown right now. Yeah. And you know, four or five plays into it, boom, he, he gets it. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. it's it, it's interesting. Um I, I I'm just I'm worried I'm worried about that offense period, let alone against Baltimore. Um and, and Jimmy Smith is a great corner. So I'm not I'm not really touching Kelvin this week.
0: Yeah, I, I have uh, Cooks as I think a top sixteen, top seventeen play this week. So yeah, yeah. That, that's that's yeah.
1: Uh, This is from at Bob Mihalik. He says, Palmer or Cousins rest of season?
0: Oh, man. Rest of season.
1: I'm going to say Palmer and and hope that he comes back this week or next week after the bye.
0: I mean, that's the thing. I think, you know, if Palmer was perfectly healthy, I would would say Palmer, but I'm afraid of that whole situation. So um, I might go Cousins. Okay.
1: This one's from at Yates Poppy at his name is Eric Yates. Uh, he says Sankey and Rainey on the waiver wire. Gerhardt is on the bench. Would you drop him for one of the two? Hmm. That's tough. I think I think dropping Gerhardt this week might be a mistake because mm-hmm. of the Bortles situation.
0: Yeah.
1: So I would probably hold tight.
0: I, yeah. I, I think that this is the wrong time right to, to to drop uh to cut you know cut bait on uh on gerhardt, so I agree
1: yeah um this is from at k underscore Zeigler he's or Ziegler he says buy low on ertz mm. we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast or it was during one of the two yeah
0: i mean he buy buy low on ertz i mean ertz was was this close to having a really big game against Washington um and uh, yeah, I mean, I I I think that he could be an every week option uh, going forward. Yeah,
1: I mean, it always depends on who, on what you're giving up in a situation like that. Because I don't I don't like trading for tight ends or quarterbacks. Period. I think that you're never going to get the kind of value that you want to get. You're probably going to have to give up a wide receiver or a running back. And we're we're already seeing this year. We just talked about it. How many usable tight ends there are? Uh, I love Ertz. I do. I really love ertz. If you can get them for cheap, then go for it. Um, but just don't, you know, don't give up a ton of your depth as bye weeks are approaching. Yes. Right. Um, this is from at midtown underscore Brown. She <laughs> said, if you F up my Twitter handle, that's worth a, ca- a shower cry. I don't think I, I messed that up. Uh, he has two questions though. Can you share your love for Gino in Haiku? <laughs> uh,
0: on the spot? No. Yeah, Uh, But I I can I can work on it. I mean, listen, I I take an hour each night and write about Gino, just my personal feelings about Gino. So, (laughs) you know, it's just
1: it's just the the phrase I love him over and over again.
0: All right. So, I mean,
1: and and don't throw interceptions.
0: So, yeah, I mean, at this point I have I I have like 18,000 and some words just on how much I love Gino Smith. As a streamer, so I can share that, you know, publicly if that's what you're asking.
1: Dude, put that into a PDF and sell it on Amazon.
0: I have, well, I have, I have fan fiction too. If you're into that, Gino, mm-hmm. fan fiction, yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah. Um, and this is from the same guy at Midtown underscore Brown. He said, "Do you guys lovingly admire each other over Skype slash GChat as you record the pod?"
0: Yeah, I mean the answer to that is yes.
1: It's obvious. Yeah, it's a definite yes. So, um, this one's from Brian Teeter. Uh, at Chalks, twelve fifteen. <laughs> God, I hate this. Um, he says, "Curious who you prefer prefer for for the rest of the season: Ryan Matthews or Joique Bell." He he thinks it's Ryan Matthews.
0: Well, I mean, Matthews is going to be out for another two or three weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's Joique Bell. I mean, yeah. it's a it's it's just as favorable as of an offensive situation. Uh, Joique is is you know I. I have a feeling, you know, if Donald Brown performs well, um, it's still going to be a pretty big split in San Diego. And, and the it's a knee injury, too, so you never know how someone's going to come back from that.
0: Yeah, I I mean, if I have to choose between those two, I think, you know, if, if Matthews is, is right when he comes back and the Chargers are committed to him, you know, without Danny Woodhead in the mix, I think that Matthews would be the play there. But there are at least two or three major questions about, about, Matthew's rest of season and they're there's just those questions don't exist for Joik.
1: right uh, this is from at I sit when I pee okay oh, <man>. welcome <laughs> to living to the nothing, stream
0: nothing wrong with that
1: uh, he said 12 team PPR would you jump would you jump would you dump Justin Hunter yet uh, and would you do it for Andre Williams he's pretty solid at running back so I, I would say no wait what he said he's pretty solid at running back, and he wants to know if he should still dump Justin Hunter for Andre Williams.
0: Uh, you mean Andre Williams of the Hall of Fame game? Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> yeah that that same one. Uh,
0: I did. I wasn't sure if he was still in the league. Um, Rashad yeah.
1: Jennings with thirty four carries. Oh,
0: he's so old though. Um, well, let's see. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that.
1: Okay, uh, I wouldn't either. This is from at Kingfish Paz. Uh, he's desperate for a quarterback: Tannehill, Gino, Bortles, Teddy, or Locker this week. Uh, thank and love the pods. Keep Ooh, them coming. All yeah, the pods. Yeah. Thanks, Vinny. Um, I'd go this week. I'd go with uh, Teddy. Out of those.
0: Uh, can you name him again?
1: Tannehill, Gino, Bortles, Teddy, and Locker.
0: Oh, yeah, Teddy.
1: This one's from at McAdams Mike. He said, looking for deep sleeper running back starts this week, given the bye. I'm talking Reeves, Marcel, Daniel Thomas, deep.
0: Ooh, Daniel Thomas. Thomas. Okay, all right, I I think I have one. Do it. You ready? Ready for this? Denard Robinson. Yeah,
1: Denard's a good one. There
0: you go. All right, I mean, he got eight or nine touches last week. Uh, The the coach, the Jaguars head coach, uh, Gus Bradley, I guess. Is he still the coach? I don't. No one knows. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. Anyway, he said that uh. Um. He he earned more of a role going forward. Denard did, and um. You know, Gerhardt is. You know, just thinking it up back there. So yeah.
1: Uh. You could also look at Brandon Oliver on on San Diego with a mm. really high over under of thirteen. Uh. That could get out of hand, and they're they're going to be run heavy. So I would look. Could look there as well. Good call. Yeah. Um, this is from Nate strong at Nate underscore strong underscore 41. He said, start two of F Jax, Benjamin, Golden Tate and Asiata.
0: Woo. Hey, I mean, Asiata actually.
1: Oh, I it's a great think, matchup. I think yeah. you definitely start him there.
0: Yeah. I, I, I have a really hard time benching him anywhere, really. Um, so F Jax gets
1: Houston then. Uh, and then Kelvin obviously gets uh Baltimore and then Golden Tate gets the Jets.
0: Uh you know, Tate is not really in the conversation for me in that really? anyway, with those four.
1: Yeah, I'd probably go F Jax in my in the second spot.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean it definitely for me it's Asiata's uh, a surefire thing in the, among among that group. And then it's really close between Benjamin and F Jax for me, and I guess I I lean I lean F Jax.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is from at k o k of the world. I I did that.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: Would you rather have Daniels, Green, or Heath Miller this week? So Owen Daniels, Ladarius, or Heath? I'm assuming that means.
0: Well, uh, the listen the Jags are I know um, crazy bad against tight ends. I and know, man. That really makes me want to say Green.
1: I I mean, think of it this way, like. You're you're. Let's say that if Daniels or Heath Miller go off, they're not going to go off for a crazy amount of points, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just take the chance. I usually just take the chance when it comes to tight end streaming. Uh, anyway, so I, I would just go Ladarius.
0: Mm. Okay. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is from at @frivo- frivolously lts. Oh, living the stream. He says. Tannehill, Eli, Glennon, or Alex Jesus Smith. <laughs> also trying to decide on Saint Niles, Paul, or Travis Zeus Kelsey. Man, he's Z. Man. we
0: hire this guy to make nicknames for all of our. Yeah,
1: this is he's better than Chris Berman. Um, <laughs> I would say quarterback wise, it's either Tannehill or Eli, and I know that you like Eli more. Yeah. So we'll just say Eli there, I guess. Alex Smith is. Uh, God, I wish that he would have been better in week two, um, but the the matchup isn't very good against New England.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I would say we'll just say Eli, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I that I would honestly go if you know if I if it came down to that for me, I, which it, actually it did come down in one league uh, to to that decision, and I chose Eli.
1: Yeah, um, this is from at Jroll twenty three. He says, looking for your thoughts on Demarius Thomas and Eddie Lacy wait or sell. Um I I think that it's pretty like you cannot you can't sell them right now. No,
0: no, no, no. Don't sell. The
1: the opposite.
0: I mean you sell the I mean, especially Demarius. I mean, you sell Demarius, what are you what are you gonna get? I mean you you're gonna get like Pierre Garcon and that just doesn't make sense.
1: Right. The next one's from at Ducalion, our our buddy. It's not Douchalion. Douche uh he says uh, to pick a tight end: Daniels, Clay, Green, or Heath. It's almost the exact same question. Mm. Uh, so, you know, do you like Clay more than Ladarius Green? I guess. Mm, no. Yeah, the, uh, he's got a lingering injury too. I, I don't like what's going on there.
0: Yeah, he's actually not not even running a lot of routes, which is right, strange. Because right. so, yeah. last yeah. year he he was yeah. consistent. Right.
1: I guess it's part of the new offense as well. Um. Yeah. This is from at TJ Snell. He says, I'm 0-3. Healthy running backs are McCoy, Gerhardt, and Donald Brown. Other 0-3 owner wants McCoy for Lynch, who is on a bye. Should he do it? <sighs> that's that's rough. That's real rough. I, I don't think you do it. I think you keep McCoy, and you play him this week, and you watch him get fantasy points. You know, I th- I
0: think if, if you see anything, and I, I actually haven't checked today about this, but – about the turf toe thing that mm-hmm. McCoy has, I mean, if that's if that's a thing for him, then I I would I would make that trade. But it's I guess it's just hard for us to know.
1: Yeah, I I I also hate when it's the same position for the same position in trades. I I just it makes me feel funny. Yeah. It makes me feel weird. I don't like it. <laughs> this is this is from at Josh Bob FF. He said, "Bye week quarterback replacement: Gino Bridgewater or Bortles." Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Bridgewater.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Gino uh, could be a a disaster this week. Just yeah, yeah.
1: This is from uh, Jay Z Jackarison, at first round tight end. He said, "Have Peyton on the bye, drop him, and pick up Alex Smith." Hashtag get Niles Paul on living the stream. (laughs) Nice. All right, next one. This is from at Mad Sentin. I definitely screwed that up. He said, "Trade Gronk or trade for Gronk. Keep up the good work."
0: Uh, trade. I mean, it depends on what you're having to give up. I mean, yeah. his 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 routes, uh, pass routes have risen every week,
1: it's gonna it, it's gonna continue. I saw a report today that he's almost a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, if if you, I think his blow up week or weeks stretch, whatever is coming up. I I, I don't know. I think that. It would be a mistake, a huge mistake to sell. And right. I think that if if you have a an owner out there who's kind of you know meh, like ah, I've just wasted a fourth third rounder on the Gronk, then yeah, take him. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, this next one's from at Gill's username, and he says Ben Tate or Bishop Sankey. Rest
0: of season. Well, T- I mean, Tate, Tate might not get his job back at all. I know
1: that's tough. That's a a very tough situation. I think Sankey has more upside, TBH.
0: <laughs> T- TBQH IMO. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. IMHO, dude. Like- um, so I, yeah, have- I guess we're saying Sankey. Is that weird? That's happening.
0: Uh I guess. But I mean, if you're relying on Sankey, you're in a bad you're in a bad way anyway.
1: Yeah. Um. This is from at Ace McTasty. He says Glennon has to be enticing against that Pitt secondary, right? Stream him over Fitz and the Smiths.
0: It's Fitz and the Smiths. I love Fitz and the Smiths. I'm seeing them on Friday night. <laughs> oh man, Fitz. Um,
1: I think, I think the the thing with like Glennon is interesting this week because the Steelers defense is not very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't look at like the Ike Taylor injury as a, a significant downgrade uh, for that secondary. The biggest, you know, the biggest question mark is, is Shazier getting hurt, um, and because he can run all over the place as well. Um, but I, I think I'd play it safe and go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I would too.
1: Um, this is from at T three P Carlson, a tag team death match. The Smith Bros versus the Jumpin' Jaguars. What is this? Like Legends of the Hidden Temple? <laughs> um, I don't even know what this means.
0: Yeah, this, I, what does that mean?
1: I don't know what that means. Oh, wait. And then he says Tori Smith versus Allen Robinson. Oh, okay. Tori Smith versus Allen Robinson. I'd go Allen Robinson.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Robinson is seeing like 24 or 5% of the of, of targets there. Like
1: 25 targets per game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Megatron type and stuff. And then Gino or Bortles? That's interesting.
0: Uh, Gino or Bortles? Oh, you know what? Oh man, I th- uh, I think I had Bortles higher.
1: Yeah, I'd probably go Bortles too. I'm I am afraid of the Lions' defense.
0: You too. I really am.
1: This sure. is from at CB. We'll try to crank these through because we only have like five minutes left. Um, how you fellas feeling about Alexander Jesus Smith this week? This is definitely a killing the stream kind of week. We kind of talked about Alex Smith. Tough matchup. We yeah. wish that he was better early on because he played well last week from a fantasy perspective. Right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too too high on Smith though this week.
0: No, I I don't have him as a top. I think I have him ranked like seventeenth. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, this is from Paul Cronin. At Paul D Cronin, it's not a question. Well, it kind of is. He said, "Why are people still starting Brady? He's Alex Smith without the running ability."
0: Wow, that is woo. That is rough. Although is rough. Alex, Alex Smith did finish ahead of Brady in fantasy points last year.
1: Yeah, truth. Very true. Um, this is from at Konami QB. He said, "Interested in hearing your thoughts on Crowell and McKinnon for the rest of the year. Who is the better hold?" Ah.
0: <sighs> I, I want to say McKinnon.
1: I'm saying McKinnon too. I like. I understand the Crowell hype because he he looks really good when you watch yeah. him. Like I like I get it. The problem to me with Cleveland is the Ben Tate thing that we were talking about earlier, and that that could legitimately become a three headed monster. And that is not something you want to bank on week to week. Whereas Jarek McKinnon could just be the guy in that offense if he as he evolves and, and and learns the game more. You know, clearly he's obvious. You know, they're both rookies, obviously, but but. With McKinnon, he's a lot more raw. Um, yeah. so it's it's I, I would look his way just because of the upside.
0: Yeah, me too. I just uh, I, I see a, a clearer path for yeah. McKinnon.
1: Um let's see. This is from at Aaron Berger. He said, What kind of player would you drop Toby for in PPR? Example, Brian quit quick or Isaiah Crowell. Please elaborate on expectations for Tubby. So so, I, like I said, like we said earlier, I think that you just kind of have to hold on to, to Gerhardt right now. Yeah, I agree. And, I, like, I I like Quick. I, I, You know, if you need wide receivers and, and like, it's a shallow league and, like, you're only starting one running back or something, it's not very standard, like, I'm fine with dropping him for Brian Quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I I think that you should try to find a way to get Brian Quick on your fantasy team rather than dropping a guy like Toby Gerhardt who, you know – we, we got to see what this offense is like with Blake Bortles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. And about quick, I'm, I'm with you. If you can squeeze him somewhere on your bench right now, do it. Mm-hmm. Because I,
1: saw, I, I saw fantasy douche douche talk about this today too. Cause they're on a buy and then they play Philly.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's very close to being off of every waiver wire. I mean, I'm not talking about right now, but uh, in the coming weeks, you'll see him scooped up in your league. So,
1: yeah. Um, this is from Daniel Lindsay, who writes for Number fire at Bitter Packers Packer fan. He said, um, "How do you value Witten and Kelsey? Is it worth trading for Kelsey if Witten is on my team?"
0: Well, yeah. I mean, what's Witten yeah, doing?
1: Nothing. Absolutely. One one hundred percent. I would take Travis Kelsey over Jason Witten, like, right? Quite easily.
0: So, yeah. I mean, you know, Witten is is somebody. I think that we all need to adjust our thinking about our our expectations you know this is it's not it's it's not like the old days when he could fall out of bed and catch you know eight passes for 70 yards right you know and and end up with 15 fantasy points just just boom right there so no I, i yeah i i'm i'm with you
1: um this is actually from one of my friends from cincinnati that i that i met whenever i was living there he's it's at Mikey Meduski, he says he needs a D. Falcons, Colts, and Steelers are available. Um, who would you play there? I would play Pittsburgh over the Atlanta.
0: It's it. Well, I play the Falcons, but it's very close. I couldn't blame blame yeah. you for playing Pittsburgh.
1: Um, and then he has Doug Martin. He said, Do I drop Alfred Blue or Bobby Rainey?
0: For for who? I mean,
1: have have Dougie? Do I, I? Oh, I guess I guess he's just asking who he needs to drop. Should he drop Alfred Blue or Bobby Rainey because he has Doug Martin?
0: Uh, I mean, I th- I'd say Blue.
1: Yeah, I think that you just have to kind of bank on on uh having a healthy running back there that that's gonna get time. So right. just keep the two bucks. Um, and I think we have one more. Uh, at do Nate freeze my K? that's pretty that's pretty funny uh not sure if this is over because he just tweeted us like not long ago but please mention something on lovey's tampa 2 historically leaving the tight end open and heath miller i i haven't studied that up nearly enough to have a legitimate answer for you
0: you know what jj here's what i have to say about that watch the tape
1: Watch the tape.
0: Watch the tape, guys. Just watch. What
1: is it? What is what has Tampa been like against tight ends so far this year? They didn't play one a legitimate one last week, and then they played. They I guess they got destroyed by, Hughes, by uh, Olsen. by Olson. They did. Yeah, and then week week
0: uh, week two, they played St. Louis and St. Louis tight ends. So Kendricks and uh, Cook caught nine balls for seventy nine yards. And then last yeah. week, the Falcons don't really use a tight end, so that doesn't really register. But you know, I mean, that's actually you know a good point. They yeah, yeah, they gave up you know with against teams that actually use their tight end in the offense. Uh, the Bucks gave up 17 catches in week one and two combined. So
1: right, no, it's it's true. That's actually a good point. I know that we kind of made fun of it, but that's that's something that you know we should have have better answers for, but we don't. Yeah. But the You know, you know, week to week, we're looking at fantasy points against because that's usually just more telling than uh historical defensive schemes especially when Lovey was was head coach before because the game has evolved since then mm-hmm. so it's kind of difficult to to have a one to one match with that um yeah. so yeah i would say i would say you know like keith miller's not a terrible floor option i just would rather have a ceiling
0: I, uh yeah i i was teasing about that question because um the whole like tampa 2 thing like yeah, i yeah yeah
1: no i know, yeah
0: i'm not i'm not a, a tape grinder
1: yeah, I hear you. Oh, by the way, uh, we got to mention our sponsor of the podcast.
0: Which is Sportable. And you can find them on Twitter at SportableNFL. NFL. Uh, they actually had a, a really good piece today. I, I suggest everyone check it out. It was a quick reaction to the HBO uh, uh, episode. Um, yeah, uh, real sports real episode. Sports, yeah. that looked at daily fantasy football, daily f- fantasy sports, the explosion of, of DFS. Um, uh, Renee Miller wrote about that. Um, for Sportable. Uh, it, it includes a link to the episode. Uh, so definitely check out uh, check out their Twitter feed. Sign up for their newsletter. Uh, I I signed up for it uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, it it really uh gives you a, a quick rundown of pretty much everything you need to know from from the day before and looking ahead uh like i've said before a lot of really good writers uh who are contributing to that site um and and kind of stats at a glance you know you don't have to wade through a thousand words to get to what the article is about it's just boom right there in front of you so I, i i suggest everybody check out sportable immediately
1: yes yes um where can they check you out dennis
0: at CD Carter 13 on Twitter, and I write for the Fake Football Four for Four XN Sports and Roto Grinders everywhere, everywhere.
1: everywhere. Um, I'm JJ Zacharyson. You can find me on Twitter at Late Round QB uh, and over at NumberFire.com. Uh, that's about it. Week four is about to happen. Starts tomorrow. I'm ready to stream. Are you ready to stream?
0: I'm ready for milkshakes mostly.
1: All right, let's go get some milkshakes. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you
0: for Week Five. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out lakegroundcubing.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about...